still. Very windy here in LA tonight. Very amazing. So do we need to catch I think up? It's Mark? crazy here. We should we probably need... catch up. Sure. Should okay. we do it live on the on Ben Science Show? We'll just do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Save everybody some time. <laughs> no, notice it's incredibly windy. Or am I the only one who notices that? Very windy here. No, I've noticed it too. Everybody with allergies notices how windy it is. Fantastic. Yeah, YouTube changed like some weird stuff. I used to be able to to notify people, and now it it makes you do a video stream. It's very strange. But that is YouTube, and you guys ready? I'm ready. 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 The world better be ready because we're already live. I'm already watching us. I want to welcome everyone to the world according to America's humble servant, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. And uh, I want to welcome everybody that's listening and watching in the YouTube chat. We will be reading your comments, suggestions, all that stuff. But first of all, first and foremost, I want to thank you all who have downloaded our podcast. It's doing amazingly well. And I want to remind everybody that even if you watch the show on YouTube, you could still download the podcast. It really is helpful for us. And remember to leave a five-star review. I want to thank you guys all that contributed to the show. And um, but first, let's uh, welcome our first guest of the night. He's new to the show, Gary. I'm going to introduce uh, Mark Clare from the Lions of Liberty podcast. He's an extraordinary podcaster. He's a libertarian extraordinaire. And, you, um, thank you. Thank you, John. And he does an amazing job of interviewing. So I encourage everybody to go download his podcast. It's Lions of Liberty. I was actually really impressed by your interview of Ben. You could tell people when that's coming up. That was very, uh, Mark, very well done. Yeah, so well welcome done. to the show, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, and of course, a man, a man of mystery. Men want to be with him. Women want to like him. <laughs> but they can't find him. My <laughs> luck. My luck in life. This is from the simplelife.com. Simplelifenow.com. Simple life, simple life now the simple life now it's something i can never get right but of course gary collins a man for all seasons welcome back as always gary and thank you, for having me. Thank you very and, and how are you gary have you landed safely i'm good everything's good okay good um and of it's course windy. it's very very windy scary and of, of course actor writer entertainer provocateur Lover, sinner, husband, father, um, and race, uh, race, race knowledge, race-based knowledge, race knowledge. America's humble servant, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. Welcome, sir. God bless you, sir. And of course, again, thank you, everybody that's listening. But I, um, we posed this thought on um, on a parlor today, and it's 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 an interesting concept. I think it's um, we all know. Uh, that there was, um, let's say, a lot of miscalculations with the voting in this past election. And we all know that there's not going to be any investigations done. There won't be any uh, into election fraud, into voter fraud or any of that stuff. Who, who did and, win? Uh, a hologram. Or a hollow. I don't see any evidence that there was a winner. A hologram. Yeah, I like that, Ben. That's the best way to say it. You don't see evident any evidence of winning. Yeah, right. I like that. That's the, the, the this, that's well, the best can way. Can I back up? Can I back up? Winston Churchill, no dummy, used to call Lord Halifax, Lord Hollow Facts, and the ho and there's there and there is 
a very, very, very famous set of lines in a poem by T.S. Eliot about the hollow men. And we now have the ultimate hollow man as president of the greatest nation in the world. It is frightening. And one of the things that I was thinking about is we, we're terrible at pandering. If you, if you look at the election numbers in this last election, libertarians, which Gary, I think you consider yourself, Mark, I know you consider yourself, really cost Trump the election in certain states minus the other miscalculations. In Wisconsin, they cost, they cost Trump. And in, in the Georgia runoff, it cost Purdue. Now, that's, need to, that's, that's, you know, and I was thinking today as CPAC is going on, Ben Stein, and I'm hearing all these right things to say and great sound bites. You know, the sound bite I'm not hearing enough, and we're talking on the show about solution, Ben Stein, is how do we become better cheaters, liars, or panderers? You know, because Trump did as good of a job as one could do as for, you know, for, listen, the, the black community voted in the man that incarcerated and voted out what, the man wait, that freed them. What, 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 you're only telling half the story. Kamala Harris was known as lock him up Kamala when she was working here in the state of no. California. They voted her in too. And whereas President Trump took the most generous, lenient policy imaginable towards criminals and African-American criminals in particular, not that there are very many of them, and he uh, and 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 they just kicked him in the teeth. Yeah, no, I mean, and and there's and there's absolutely, and I realized, you know, we it's it's one of those communities that is never going to vote, uh, you know, Republican. But that is not true. That is not true. And I'm sorry to be talking while eating, but that's the nature. Well, then, then stop eating. No, okay. Wait, will you take this away, Tiffany, for a few minutes? Um, here, that's a very okay. That's a damn good suggestion. The black community historically was all Republican until Goldwater endorsed the segregationists. Then they became Democrats, and Lyndon Johnson particularly went after the black community. I'm not going to repeat what he said on the air because it involves a very, very uh, cruel use of the N word. But we all know what it was, and uh, we. Uh, we're not going to do the same as Lyndon Johnson. We're not going to do, do the same as he did. But uh, he really knew how to pander. I would say, read about the life of Lyndon Johnson and you'll get an idea. Okay, so speaking of pandering, um, how do we pander, Mark Claire, to your community? <laughs> how, do, how do we get libertarians? Does it mean we have to say we're, we're for the legal... Here. We're for the, <laughs> we're for the legalization of drugs. What do we have to do? Because Trump was sort of the most libertarian president of, of, uh, in a generation, as far as no wars, no, you know, certain things, how, what, how do we get the libertarian vote? Because again, Mark Claire, 32,000 votes separated the house and the, and the Republicans from taking the house. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I'm an, I'm an, I would consider myself more of a philosophical libertarian with a small L. So whether or not one votes for the big L libertarian party or not, I don't really have a particular 
prescription on that. I think that's an individual choice. I can You can make arguments for a vote for Donald Trump. You can make arguments for a vote for the Libertarian candidate. And a lot of that might come down to the state that somebody's in. So if you're in a close state uh, and you really feel strongly that maybe Donald Trump, while nowhere close to any kind of actual philosophical libertarian, might provide a slightly, uh, you know, might, might put a slightly more, more in that direction than, say, Joe Biden, it might make sense to vote for, for Donald Trump uh, than to just toss a vote away, which admittedly, um, it depends on how you want to view a vote. I would never call any vote a wasted vote, or I might call every vote a wasted vote, actually, depending on how you look at it. This election, every vote was a wasted sure. vote. And I think overall, our system is in many ways rigged at every level, uh, not even as much so on the vote counting level, but more so on the propaganda level, more so on the level of who is uh, of where what conversation is allowed into the debate and who is promoted enough to be allowed into the debate. Occasionally, I think uh, something is allowed to seep through the cracks. Uh, in 2008, a guy named Ron Paul sleeped, sleeped, seeped through those cracks just a little bit, just enough to gain some traction and some excitement uh, around a large segment of people. Uh, but someone who seeped those cracks in a much bigger way, I think, was Donald Trump. Uh, again, while I would not call him a libertarian in any way, shape, or form, uh, he certainly had an anti-establishment edge, and I, I do believe that he was not sort of uh, uh, meant to be in the place that he ended up ascending to. Uh, I, I think he was seen, I, we have evidence of such that he was seen as a as sort of a Pied Piper candidate. I, uh, the, you know, Hillary Clinton's campaign did work directly with CNN, with, the, with CMNBC, uh, with CNN and, and the Debate Commission and everybody to promote Donald Trump because they thought he would be the easiest person to defeat so even when someone gets through knew, mark i want to i want to thank you i have never heard that and that's really interesting I, this is all part of a lot of what came out in the wikileaks emails uh, about four years ago so i mean there's there's direct collusion direct conversations between people in that campaign uh and members of the media wanting to promote trump as the easiest person to defeat that was a obviously a major miscalculation so but even when we had someone that kind of broke through that system like donald trump did it was kind of through an accident of of the very same system trying to still trying to do what it always does and and rig the entirety of the election so, of course, there's voter fraud in every way, shape, or form. At every level, it's just a matter of, of how big it might be. The stakes are too high for there not to be people trying to commit fraud uh, on every side. Uh, so no, no, but, but this is where we always say it might be on every side, but the left does it a hell of a lot better. Well, exactly. They're true Gary believers. Call- <laughs> Sorry? They're true believers. Republicans. Yeah, well, Mark, when was the last time, with great respect, of course, that in the post-war era that the Republicans one by committing a large amount of fraud like the democrats did in 1960 and in the uh, last election that just happened uh not th- n- let's see not that i really know of to in be honest i think period. um i but think I like the so. yeah i, I can't really name anyone that i can definitively say this was certainly fraud and a fraudulent election gary collins i bring this up i read something very interesting today 49 percent of libertarians said they would go and vote for that, that their vote would have been for Biden, while 26 or 29% said it was Trump. Fraudulent election, mail-in ballots aside, that spread gives Trump the win in the election. Just specifically go to Wisconsin with Jorgensen, go to Georgia with the runoff seats. Um, what do we have to do to get libertarians on board? And I know because you, but Gary, you you always say you don't go either way. You know, you're 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 sort of the the buy person. Um, uh, how do we, how, how do we get people, Gary? Doesn't look like I have to say. <laughs> Gary goes every way. Come on. Yeah. Uh, for me, it, I don't. I, it's hard because I pick the be- best candidate. I, I truly don't believe in political parties. I believe in the best candidate, the best person for the job. 
you know, oh, that's very funny. You're the only one. I know. I, a man on his own island. Uh, where's Wilson? But, you know, it's one of those things where we there's so many issues. There's so many problems that I don't know how we fix it. I really don't. For me, I do. I'm not allowed to say. You're not allowed. Well, I, I, for, to get people on board and to have them kind of coalesce is the best way to put it, right, Mark? I think that the Republican Party has to open up and and allow other thoughts that lean more right in, which a lot of those ideas that lean left, right also lean a little bit left. Like, you know, a lot of libertarians believe in the legalization of drugs. You know, for me, a guy who worked in it, not as a dealer, but, you know, you know, marijuana is schedule one. That makes absolutely zero sense. Marijuana is schedule one? I mean, yes. marijuana is the same level as Demerol? Yes. It's schedule one while well, being legal so in almost every state in some way. Yeah. And, and, and if and Republicans always no, Ben, Ben just asked you, Ben just asked, I want you both to answer this because we're, we're both curious because I, I want to learn from you guys tonight. How could that be possible? It, it shouldn't be. I mean, it's re- the most ridiculous thing ever known to man. It is a freaking plant. Well, we know what the problem with hemp. That was because the Hearst, you know, empire outlined it because hemp came in and it got marijuana at the same point. Marijuana and hemp got bundled together. And, and it's just our law, our drug laws are asinine. They well, make then, no I, sense. Could you explain something to me? I, and I believe I am the only lawyer in the group. Yes. Why, if, they, if marijuana is Schedule 1, why is it there are marijuana stores in every street corner? And you can't, I can't buy Demerol or, or, or Quaaludes to save my well, you're, you're You're making his point, Ben. Yeah, it's asinine and it makes no sense. You're, you're using logic in a case where there's not, there's not a logical answer. Well, then, well, well then, let, me, let me back up. Let me ask a basic question. I want to buy some quaaludes. Where do I go? <laughs> you go to Gary. Yeah, you just you go to your doctor and get a prescription. No, no, I think quaaludes are completely illegal, aren't they? I, th- I, I believe. They don't exist. Yeah. I, oh. But, but, but Mark, do you have an answer to Ben's story? called quaaludes, but trust me, the pharmaceutical industry has what you need. They have okay. it all. Again? I said the pharmaceutical industry has whatever you need, Ben. You just got to go to the right doctor. You'll find what you I want. Have, believe me, I have the right doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Time to give it up. But Gary, getting, I mean, Mark, I want to get back to this. So, 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 because this is very confusing to a lot of people, you know, the difference between, so when you guys call out for the legalization of drugs, right, are you, are you, is there a separation between wheat, marijuana, and heroin, or is it just everything together? Well, for me, when we're talking about drug use and we're talking about the law, uh, the only thing we should ever be asking is, is, are you, is an individual harming someone else? Or are they harming themselves? It's possible you could be harming yourself, and you can you can harm yourself in a variety of ways through a variety of substances. Uh, many people harm themselves every day through alcohol, through sugar, uh, through eating junk food, through going through the drive-through at McDonald's. There are numerous ways uh, that people harm themselves. Uh, but I don't want to legislate that That's at the end bad. of the day. Are you saying McDonald's is bad? 
I'm saying that it might not always be the best health choice, but I don't want to make that choice for you or anybody else, just like I don't want to make the choice of whether someone uses marijuana, uh, whether someone even tries heroin. I don't want to make that choice for them from a legal perspective. I might have other advice in my personal life. In my personal life, I might have advice for you about whether you should not eat McDonald's or not, but I don't want to put you in jail if you do. If you want to enjoy a Big Mac, if you decide to take, you know, to that eating a Big Mac every day is what you want to do. It's what gives you satisfaction. You're willing to take whatever health risks may be associated with that. I think that's perfectly fine. I'm not going to encourage violence upon you uh, by agents of the government. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Well, here's the thing, though, with with legalization of drugs. It's very simple. All the laws that you need are already on the books under the influence. If you're riding your bike under the influence, if you're at work under the influence, if you're driving a motor vehicle under the influence, guess what? That's against the law. How do they tell if you're under the influence of marijuana? Uh, they they can do a field sobriety test and they can still do a blood urine test mainly blood. You can detect. Wait wait a minute. Now, this is something I did not know. You mean to tell me you can detect marijuana in the blood? I believe so. Gosh. I believe they even have breathalyzers now. Yeah, the breathalyzers. Yeah, ben, it, ben, it, it well, stays with you. Okay, and if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to Ben Stein. I want to thank everybody in the YouTube chat. I'm, I am uh, monitoring it. I am looking at it. I also want to remind want to remind everybody you could get Ben's newsletter at benstein.substack.com. Um, and I'm sorry, um, it's okay. You can interrupt. While we are uh, taking a bit of a break to identify ourselves and talk about where we can be found, and also talk about uh, technology like breathalyzers for marijuana detection, it is Black History Month. It's true we're coming to the end of Black History Month, but this is Black History. I'm not sure why they chose the shortest month of the year for Black History Month, but it is a, a systemic racism. But I, we have callers calling in and texting in and so forth. And since it is Black History Month and we're talking about technology, I think it would be a good thing and very helpful for, for the whole country to talk about some of the great technological achievements contributed to America by Blacks. So uh, starting now, let's uh, let's have some people calling in with them. Okay, that's all I wanted to say. Okay, and on that note, um, you could also download all our podcasts. And thank you for listening, and thank you for doing that. Thank you for uh, uh, making me a little forgetful right now, Ben Stein. But we're joined tonight by Gary Collins and uh, Mark Clare from the Lions of Liberty podcast. Um, uh, seriously, people, download both Gary and Mark. They're, they're, they are tremendous in, uh, in person. They're tremendous minds. Okay. And uh, I want to welcome everybody back to the world according to Ben Stein. So, and 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 we will get into Black History Month in a second. I, um, uh, it, ben, it's I kind thought, of interesting that the powers that we made it the shortest month of the year. Kind of hey, as a Jew, Ben, we don't even get a quarter of a day. And they get 20, they get 28 days. Okay. okay. And think about the contributions we've uh, yeah, given. So we're, we're waiting to hear people calling in with the black contribution. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I would, I, for me, I, <laughs> Ben, you're going to get us like just canceled up every airwaves. But um, so here's two communities like that I've thought about as far as pandering that I think we could get. Right. So I think we could get the libertarians, which I, which I know not insizable, but they do have a strong voice and the gay community. And these are just two things I was thinking about today. Um, you know, just communities that Republicans, because we're talking about solutions and I want to talk, I don't forget about Republicans, the conservative base, the Trumpican base, two communities that we could go directly after that we could 
achieve uh, that that could actually flip the next congressional election, the next presidential election, because I don't know what more of a job Trump could have done for the black community than he did, guys. Ben Stein, what say you? I, I think it's a brilliant idea. And, and by the way, I, I believe that libertarian and, and gay mesh completely. There is no reason whatsoever why the Republican Party should not be fully pro-gay. I mean, I, I live in Beverly Hills, and I also have some part property in West Hollywood. And that's, West Hollywood is a very largely gay area. I spent a lot of time there. And the, those uh, gay people are just absolutely great, wonderful people. And uh, I don't see why we shouldn't make a real extraordinary effort to bring them into the Republican Party. They belong there. They belong in the party of free people. Couldn't agree it's, more. It's the far right Christians, Ben. Well, okay, so we love them too, and and I personally am the most pro life person on the planet. But uh, we we want all people, and we want to bring everybody into the big tent. The, the big tent should be See, the Republican Party. You just raised a great point, and I'll let you. I'll, I'll throw this all out to Ben. Raised a great point. So the evangelicals, we we gave them the courts, we or we tried them. to, we, we tried to, and Trump was the most pro uh, life president of. of my lifetime, no, at no, least. No, 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 no. Bush, uh, Reagan was more so. Reagan was more so. Yeah, but I, okay, so Reagan. But um, so he was one of the most pro-life presidents of our lifetime. But Ben, again, was Trump was the first person that spoke live to to them. Okay, uh, Reagan did it in person. No, Trump did, not Reagan. Reagan did it. Via, you could check this. You could Google it. Reagan did it via video not or whatever at that time trump actually spoke to them in person okay well if you're, um, if you're right and i'm wrong i will i i apologize and i will be impressed but i don't think you're right and and vice versa and i am right um but mark claire i i i say to you and i say to you guys uh, uh, you know it's it, how do we get this community these communities like ben said fabulous community your community how do we bridge how do we get them how do what bone is it that we need to throw the libertarians and pander like we do everybody else i'll tell you right now the keys to getting libertarians interested enough in a republican campaign or a republican ticket to at least capture an attention the attention of the large percentage of them that would be to come out very strongly against the war on drugs now that might be a hard pill to swallow for a lot of republicans um but that doesn't that is not the same i think we really need to hammer this home it's not the same as being in favor of drugs it's not the same as being pro heroin pro cocaine it's in favor of treating any problems that stem from drugs as a humanitarian issue as a medical issue as opposed to a criminal issue uh, so that would be one area where you can come out very strongly let's say just something as simple on, the, on a presidential campaign level, perhaps say, come out strongly and say, we will take marijuana off of the Schedule One. Just start just there. Our Republican candidate. You know what? That might work too. You know what? Do it. Absolutely. If yeah, that, that gets would, the that libertarians, well, if that is. Well, wait a second, Judah. Then what are we? If we're, if we're in favor of people being high, what kind of people are we? You know what? Like his point, people are going to do it with us or without us. Absolutely. You know, I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I, 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 and so I think Gary does too. I think if you if you encourage young people to get high, then in addition to all the other pressures making them get high, they'll get even more of them will get high, and it's not good for them to be high. They're supposed to be studying. They're supposed to be learning. They're students. They're supposed to be studying. I, can I be honest with you? I'd rather get them being some of them getting high than being taught by the teachers they're being taught by. But because at least they're being, being taught by the teachers' unions are fully bolshevized by now. 
That's my point. I'd rather them be high than have to listen to those lessons. But well, what's Gary's opinion? In school anyway, they're going to be listening even while high. Well, the teachers are already high. Look at their interpretive dancing moves. <laughs> Fantastic. You know what? Eric makes a good point. I was just reading in here. We are looking at this a little out of whack because, because of the skewed numbers of the election. Actually, Trump did very well in those groups that we know of because you got to look. We're looking at 10 to 15 million votes skewed that changed the whole actual demographic profile of the voting community. We truly don't know what those real numbers are, but we do know that Trump got 75 million more than any other president besides yeah. running for president, besides Biden. So we know those numbers are skewed. Actually, Trump, if we had real numbers, could have done very well with libertarians and blacks and Hispanic. We don't know. That's the problem is the numbers are completely out of whack. What happened after the election to Mr. Biden? Uh, he went and ate oatmeal and took a nap. <laughs> Where is Mr. Biden? He, he well, supposedly, supposedly he was at the White House, but you're right. You raise a great point. And th th but this is why I set this up with saying until they do something about voter fraud and election fraud, we have to come up with alternatives to get those extra hundred thousand. You know what? Because they'll cheat again and they'll do those things again. But we have to get more people, as many people as possible in the Here's tent as humanly possible. Here's a problem you, with that, Judah. Are you hinting at the election was stolen? I am. I am. I am hinting that it was. Get me my. Um, uh, it not that it was stolen. That it was manipulated. Yeah, of course. Ever so, ever so delicately. Here's the thing, though, Judah. Here's the here's the kind of flaw in your plan. They had Dominion Dominion voting machines. They had it all rigged in the places they needed to have it rigged. I don't think a hundred thousand votes would have changed it because they were getting real time data and they were changing the data as it was coming in. Well, I, I think what would have happened is the way they had it rigged this time. I like them. Well, well, you know what I mean, though. I think they had it. They had. Yeah, such you, I know. I totally plan. understand what you're saying. They. I, and, yeah. and, 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 I we all understand what you're saying. But and Eric has. A, and Eric is a big, a big advocate of this. You're right. As the as the votes were coming in, they had exactly the right amount of votes to then dump on top of whatever votes. You know. You know. So the hundred thirty thousand vote dump in Wisconsin. We. To I totally get that. We have to figure out our own voting dump, okay? And the best way to do that, for, in my own humble opinion, Ben, 32,000 votes. That's for separating the house. Judah, my dear friend, my one of my best friends is a man named Arthur Best. He's an incredibly smart guy. Incredibly smart. Taught law for many years at, the Den at Denver University. He was my roommate. He's really smart. He used to be Deputy Consumer Affairs Commissioner in New York. He was in charge of negotiating the price per cubic yard or something like that of trash that they paid to the trash haulers. You know, you can imagine what the trash haulers are like. And finally, at some point, he said to them, what do you care what price we set? You're counting the number of, of cubic yards. What, the, what does it matter what price we set? And it's the same thing with the votes. It doesn't matter what we do as long as the Democrats are free to, to count as they, as they wish. As long as they can do that, we can never beat them. Never win. Got, that, never win. That has to stop. That's, yeah. That has to stop. How does it stop? We have judges who have no balls. We have the FBI totally in the hands of the other side. How do we get it to stop? I mean, I don't see any way to make it stop.
This is why we're in a, a very dangerous situation culturally because there's a large segment of the population now that is starting to feel quite understandably that there's no place for them politically. Absolutely. And, 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 and that's and a real things... problem. This is exactly the way the, the South felt in 1860. It's exactly the way the South felt in 1860. And we are heading there at breakneck speed and it's really scary. And just for the record, 720,000 Republicans did not go out and vote in the Georgia election. Why? That is because they didn't believe their vote counted. And well, it's that seven. Okay, I agree that, with you. That's insane. That's there's 720,000 people didn't go out and vote. And that is a, obviously, if, 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 if just 100, if just 45,000 of them would, or, or 150,000 well, of them. Yeah, I would argue with that a little bit because the Republicans threw out. I, I agree with Remzo. The Republicans threw out two terrible candidates who literally insider traded and got away with it. And then they throw them out in a very, very controversial and pivotal election. They couldn't have thrown two worse people to turn the tide than those but you two. You did totally right. Even even though they were not ideal candidates, had we gotten the Republicans to turn out. We would have won, and it would have made a big, big difference if we had a Republican Senate. It would make, make a huge, huge difference. So, Judy, you're totally right. Who brainwashed the Republicans into not voting? I mean, what crazy person would not vote in an election as pivotal as that? Who, who, who got to them and fed them the dope or whatever it was that they took? We also have to look at why those Republicans were not inspired to go out and vote for that candidate. Then, like, like Gary pointed out, when you toss out yeah. ter terrible candidates, you can blame demoralization or, um, you know, being, you know, not thinking the vote counted as, as certainly factors. But at the end of the day, if people are sitting at home and not coming out, that's on the candidate, that's on the party, that's on the people presenting those candidates to, you know, as the solution. And Absolutely. Not, and then, then not buying yeah. it as a solution. Well, that's, that's a good point. But those were the candidates. And, and if we were Democrats, we would vote for them anyway. Well, that, that again, the Democrats are true believers. They'll 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 that's pass that's, that's that's what my point sort of is, is how do we as a party? I mean, when you look at our Senate right now, which is we have 50 senators, there are maybe six reliable senators in that group of fighters, maybe six Republican senators that are willing to go to the mats for their for, for us, maybe six. And we can never count on those 50 all voting the same way. That is frightening. Well, they didn't After, confirm no, 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 no. But, but, but we, that, that was like still a nail biter. At the end of the day, we didn't know where those votes were going. And we, we, there is no party line when it comes to Republicans anymore. I mean, you, we have at least six or seven senators, Ben, that are fly by night. You have Mitt Romney, Murkowski, you have all these different people that call themselves something and they could do the McCain at any point and go like this. This is why progressives and, ultimately win because progressives are not confined to the Democratic Party. They are all over the place, including in the Republican Party. So the Republican Party is almost a progressive light party in many ways, at least, at least the, certain segments of it. By the way, Jude, I, I would love to know, uh, one of our viewers just sent in something very smart, which is, I'd love to know how many Democrats didn't vote in Georgia, too. Mm, yeah, that is a good I, I could tell you one thing. All of them voted. Even the dead ones. All the dead ones voted, too. All the, they, they, all, they all filled out their mail-in ballots. I could tell you that much. They all voted in Georgia. Yeah, maybe so. And 
And uh, Stacey Abrams made sure of that. And on that note, if you just tuned in, you are listening to The World According to Ben Stein. I want to thank everybody that's contributing. I love that everybody's reading what people are writing. Um, that's what makes this show work. That's what makes this show great. Of course, America's humble servant, Ben Stein, makes this show great. But um, I want to thank ben everybody. Still waiting for those contributions about Black for Black History Month. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, uh, look, at, look at George Washington Carver. Yes. About 140 or something, more than that, years ago, invented several hundred uses for the peanut. Except one. Over 100 years ago. So Except one. An, an, was it? An unimaginable number of breakthroughs since then. Was Except it for a black female mathematician that was uh, very instrumental in uh, the Apollo and NASA program? I think okay, it was oh, three. There you are. There was, okay, so there you it was are. three so women, we, I believe. Now we're, now, now we're getting rolling. And I came up that, that actually hit me. I just I didn't look okay, that well, up. Now we're well, George, yeah, that we was the a, Family Guy episode with George Washington Carver, where he had almost a, over 140 patents for peanuts, except for well, peanut butter, except for peanut butter. Well, we have Harriet Tubman. She invented the Underground Railroad, or, or helped to. Okay, well, That's an are. invention of sorts. There you are. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And if you want to welcome everybody back to the show, that will be getting canceled very soon to the world. According to Ben Stein, it is black history month. It's almost about to end. Um, uh, as Ben Stein has, uh, if I may say so, just what we've said so far, pointing out the systemic racism of making it the shortest month of the year. And also the, the, the contributions that, that a black American made to the space program and the peanut. I mean, we're already making progress. Let's keep going, guys. So, but I, I want to I want to bring up a point to all you guys that I it, it, Trump is at Mar-a-Lago right now, and somebody compared him to sort of being like a mafioso, and I think that is what the party needs. I think the party needs somebody that's sitting there like the Don and that you got to come and kiss the ring in order to get approved, like you get the Trump seal of approval, because that's a big thing the, the Republican Party is missing. A lot of people do the yap, 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 and they get into power and they do zap, 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 and they do nothing, Ben Stein. I think it's a, a brilliant idea for Trump to be sitting there being the kingmaker right now and giving the, the approval of the candidates that he, think could, that he thinks could win in 2022. I, I, be a, uh, I, I don't see why it shouldn't be Trump. I mean, Trump did a hell of a lot to revive the party, and Trump reached out into the mainstream of America and brought in a whole lot of people who were not otherwise in the Republican Party. So I get, so I, yes, I, I think he's a fine person. But by the way, someone just wrote it, sent in a contribution saying that Roots, the famous miniseries Roots, which I'm sure your guys are too young to watch it, but anyway, that it was exactly. fictional. That is, that is absolutely not true. It was it's completely fact-based. And uh, LeVar Burton was exceptional on it. Uh, Mark, Claire, what were you about to say? I, mean, I was just, I was just saying. I mean, I think we're going to see a real fracturing in the Republican Party in, in these years ahead because Trump is going to sort of sit outside there as as a kingmaker in many ways. Uh, at the same time, you're going to see those same elements within the Republican Party, the Never Trump elements, uh, the Mitt Romney types, if you will, that are going to try to sort of maintain their their hold on their positions of power. And it's it's going to be very interesting to watch. In the meantime, there's still also that sort of libertarian conservative element of the Republican Party represented by people like Rand Paul, Thomas Massey. And, and how they're going to play into the whole thing. It's, it's going to be very interesting to watch they at the end of the friends. day. Why can't they be, why can't, why can't Trump and Rand Paul be friends? I think well, they, they are. are. They are. They're fairly they're friendly, friendly, I believe. 
Yeah. No, I I happen to think libertarian views and, and conservative views go go extremely well together. I think Trump actually showed that more than any president in a long, long time. Um, uh, but again, we have to get rid of. I mean, you know, we're talking. Let's get back to the voter fraud thing because it's one. Of, it's the elephant in the room that nobody is willing to talk about. Okay, that that, that there may be five or six senators that are willing to talk about this. Until we figure out this, Ben, and you brought it up, and Gary brought it up, I don't know what we do. I don't know how we get past the voting machines, the mail-in voting, the dead people voting, the people in mental institutions voting. I mean, like, do we have to find our own, like, you know, resource of dead voters? I mean, is that, Gary, what we, I mean, what the other side has to do? Well, I, I think if it becomes a cheating competition, it's all lost at that point. Um, I think some people right now are actually quietly trying to fix some of the voter problems through the courts. Right now, some of the more respectable Republicans are doing it, but they're being quiet about, quiet about it. They're not pounding their chest. I've heard of a couple. I believe they're doing it in Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Georgia. I think they have some uh, momentum in there, and they're trying to change the laws. I may have heard wrong. I could have. Wait a second. With all due respect, uh, with the greatest respect to you, Gary, I think there are already laws on the books in some of the key key battleground states. Oh, there are the exact kind of votes that took place and that turned the elections for the Democrats. There are already laws, not not tech, technicalities, just broadly forbidding those kind of votes. Well, the and fact that the ignored. Supreme Court wouldn't hear it I know. is mind blowing to me. Before and after. That it's really blew me away. It's they go, well, nothing to see here. We're just going to stand out. And I'll go, that's what the Supreme Court is for. Of course, of course, of course, of yeah. course. The no balls monkey. Oh, it, it, and that's the thing too, is th- that where, is where the pressure needs to be applied for the voter fraud is the Supreme Court needs to rule on this. They need to do But their they job. are not less monkeys. Have, have you ever seen the movie Tro- Tropic Thunder? I really, really, really <laughs> That's a good one. Black history. Yeah, I don't know if that would fly uh, today. Didn't I play some part? And and Tom Cruise says a nutless monkey could do your job. Yes, he said that to Bill Hader at the end of the movie. I'm shocked that Robert Downey Jr. has not been retroactively canceled for that movie because we've seen a lot of people retroactively canceled, but I guess he's in in good standing. They've tried to. They've tried to. He, he was okay. actually on the he was on the Rogan Experience or Experiment, whatever it's called, and he was having to defend, you know, his role in Tropic Thunder. But again, everything is time is and that place. True? Is that true? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I watched. And I um, and when the whole point of that role was of how course. controversial exactly. in the movie was that he was doing that sort of thing. And it wasn't his voice; it was, a, it was dubbed. But anyway, but, but that was a great. Was movie. it? By the way, everybody. The consensus of the people on this show is that Tropic Thunder is probably about the funniest movie ever made. That oh, was a good movie. I like amazing. It. I, I had never heard that that was dubbed. I always thought it was him. I, I, I thought dubbed. it was him too. My hopes and dreams are shattered. I'll watch it closely. Oh. I think you'll agree it's dubbed. Okay. I'll watch it with a closer eye next time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but again, we are. So, so you're right. The Supreme Court did it. The Supremes who Trump voted in. I mean, Trump literally did for Kavanaugh. What no other Republican it it's would, would, would have done for this guy. And like, and we could all agree that that I think we could all agree that Kavanaugh was absolutely innocent of whatever. 
But the guy did like uh, the guy does, you know, on the other he likes hand, his beer. he likes his beer. I mean, and that's the God's honest truth. He, he was probably a imagine that he drank it, beer it, in college. Oh, boy. And probably later in life. But uh, but uh, but totally innocent of the and, and Trump was there were people trying to implore, you know, upon Trump to get a new candidate in there. And Trump stood by this guy. And it's like Kavanaugh, my God, have a, a bit of a memory, Ben. I mean, what is it? Ben, I think he did rape that girl. Yeah. <laughs> I think he did. And he was bragging about it. <laughs> I think Ben's being totally. Uh, I think uh, so too. Of course he didn't do it. Um, it, no, but you know what? At this point, well, why are we defending him? Of but course. Ben, can I ask you a question? As a person that's been in Washington, out of Washington, what happens when you get there? What? How does the swamp just it just swallow you in? I mean, I, 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 to us laymen, to Mark, who's who's got a brilliant show, to Gary, who's who's who is almost swamped in. How does it get you? Well, and they invite you to parties. They get you fa- uh, high-paid uh, consulting and lobbying contracts, uh, and uh, I think that's it. I mean, I will tell you, my parents were very at one point were very highly placed in the Washington swamp and uh, it didn't d- didn't move them at all because they were so faithful to Nixon they would have committed murder for him but uh, generally speaking you can be sucked into the swamp I mean I, look we saw it with Mr. Nixon when the Republicans in the Senate just completely deserted him over no evidence at all just because the media was hammering them so uh, the, the media is the beautiful people everybody wants to be part of the beautiful people how does that song go how would you like to be? No, how does it feel to be one of the beautiful people? It's a Beatles song. I only know the Marilyn Manson song, so. I I thought the but the Beatles was all the lonely people, but maybe it was all the beautiful yeah, people. Feel to be one of the beautiful people. Gary, how did you get out? What what made you decide? What 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 hit you that you were able to escape? You know. For me, it was, and it had been going on for a while. And you'll, like I've talked about before, you hear this with a lot of more long term people who did what I do. Finally, you realize that you're not making a difference. You know, a lot of people who did what I did, we do it because we believe in the cause, we believe in our country, we believe in being patriots and giving back. Once you realize that you're just a cog in the wheel and you don't matter, that's all it. in all, we're not just another brick in the wall. Exactly. Pink Floyd. And, you know, and, and at a point, there's people who will chase the carrot and, and go to the end and be miserable. And then there's some who go, enough's enough, and they leave. Um, it's hard. I, I watched it. What they do, see, the political swamp is a mafia. They know who, when, when junior congressmen, senators are coming in, they already know the baggage on these people. So they know who to target and who to get on what committee. They already know. They already know. Hey, and, Siri, if play and if you're one of the good ones, by the Beatles. they'll put pressure on you. Ben, we can't. I'm kidding. I didn't find the <laughs> I just did that to upset you, Judah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, it was a great Beatles song called How called, Does It Feel to Be One. Gary, sorry to interrupt you. Go on. No, no. I was just saying that. It, it, it's when you, I gotta remember, I was around, I was literally standing in groups around these people. I was listening to them talk. I was protecting them. 
I don't know any other way to say that I couldn't wait to go home at night. <laughs> you don't want to be around these people. They're God awful people. A lot of them. And smell I, the I don't brimstone. Know how you what's that? You can smell the, the fire and brimstone, huh? Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I think if you're honest and you go in and you go in with a good heart and you try their goals to break you at this point. And we've seen it. I, I was a big fan of Alan West. They broke that guy. They, I was around Colin Powell. Colin Powell was a really good guy. They crushed that guy and turned him into something I don't even recognize anymore. Um, I don't know what to do. I, I, I just think that the good people who go in are just going to get their butt handed to them. I, I don't know what else to do. Uh, it's too corrupt. It's too uh, – I don't know. What do you think, Ben? I don't know. Anymore. Well, when I worked at the White House, I, I would not say, with, with the greatest respect, except for uh, John Dean, and this is just an opinion, I don't think I knew a single corrupt person. Uh, John Dean, yes, that's my opinion. Believe me, others could differ, and God bless him if he differs. But I, the people I worked with were honest, straight-shooting people, very straight-shooting. And I remember vividly a night when I was handed an enormous box, like a giant box, like a shadow of the Encyclopedia Britannica before it was on disc, uh, of Mr. and Mrs. Nix's income tax returns for the last several years. And I was told to go through it and see it. It looked, looked to, me, to be anything questionable. And my boss, Dave Gergen, a really great guy, said, obviously, we want, no matter how bad it turns out, tell the truth. So, uh, I told the truth, and it was a real big problem for the Nixons. But uh, no, but I didn't see, I did not see corruption. At the Federal Trade Commission, yes, I did see some corruption, but not a great deal. Not a great deal. Mark, let me ask There's you a lot this more question. Money involved now, though, too, Ben. Well, talking, I, was not, I was not a policeman or anything like that. Yeah, yeah there's a lot. We're talking a lot of money. I was high all the time. I and tell it's, and ben, it's what you knew, right? Nobody was coming to you, getting you in on the scam. You know, because you were there an honest no guy. Scam. So it's like, scam you know, by the Democrats, there was no scam. In no, the no, I'm not referring to Nixon. I'm referring to the swampy things. You are you're an uncorruptible type of person. So when somebody might be doing something a little shady on the side, I'm not referring to Nixon. I'm referring to other people in the swamp. They weren't going to bring no, they you in. Bring it to me. They, they knew they knew I would rather kill. Right. Them. Right. So it's hard to gauge. But Mark, let me ask you a question. As we talk about the Supremes, you being a libertarian, you being what, what are you what are your thoughts on that? I think the Supremes are a, a fine uh, duop band from what I've heard. A fine, yes, I love, the love their music the and I uh, fully support them. Yeah. Um, do you mean in terms of this, what, the Supreme Court in general or? Yeah, as, a, as what Gary was talking about, you know, the Republicans, you know, get the, you know, you know vote, we, we should have the majority of votes. Well, Nothing gets heard. I think for a lot of people, what moments like this are going to be where they think, oh, we have someone like Brett Kavanaugh on our side because Trump supported him or, oh, we have Amy Cohen uh, Brown on our side because Trump supported her. Uh, and when they see that that is not the case, for a lot of people, that's what we might call a red pill moment. When they realize that the system is not what they believe it to be, when they realize that doing the right thing or just going and getting the most votes uh, or, or whatever it may be, doing the right things to participate in the system as, as it's been portrayed to us, 
does not actually get you what what is sold to you. Does not actually get you a fair outcome. Does not actually get you what you see as your your proper voice, your proper level of participation. Uh, that's what a lot of people are going to take from this. And again, I I don't know the solution other than to encourage people to simply start looking away from the centralized power of Washington D.C. Stop looking at this as the the center of importance. And it's hard to do that when it is. You know, when it, when it is where all this power is centered. When it where it is where all the lobbyists go to control everything from uh, you know how medicine is regulated towards what what drug is on what schedule uh, all of this is controlled by very powerful interests uh, so it's hard to say don't focus on that but at the end of the day the fact that we all cede that power to people in Washington DC the fact that we all cede I mean this is everything that the government has all the power the government has is because ultimately the citizens agree it should have that power no I respectfully disagree the government has all the guns and the monopoly on violence and if I, if I, if I may respect, respectfully Indeed. say something, the whole beauty of libertarianism is to say we do not want anyone to have a monopoly on violence. At, at Absolutely present, agree. Government has a hundred percent monopoly on violence, and that is what makes government so scary, and that is what makes libertarianism a thing of beauty. You're, you're absolutely correct about that. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, I think we live in a society where the large percentage of our population don't really view things that way. They actually view the center of power as legitimate. They don't see this issue of the, the monopoly of violence that you've so beautifully stated uh, is a wonderful tenet of libertarians that we actually see it for what it is. But the majority of, of my fellow man don't see things that way. So to them, the power structures are legitimate. To many of them, um, the monopoly of violence, that's not even something that's in, in, in their mind. They just really see the government as as what we should have and that whatever laws and regulations might come from it are legitimate because the system is legitimate. But what a lot well, of people that, are seeing yeah, now, well, my dear friend, Mark, there is where our teaching job comes from. Mm -hmm. There, there is a big job teaching. Very, exactly. very big and, job. And that's why I do my show. And that's why I try God to get these you, ideas sir. out there more. And God bless you, sir. For it. Well, and that's you. why I teach individual freedom, because mm -hmm. if it's for the people, by the people, not by the government, for the government, we rule the nest. Not, not the federal government. But they, but Gary, I love you, and you're wonderful. We love, 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 love you. But they've got the guns. Yes, they you don't. Can say they, they, don't. they don't. They don't have the guns. Okay. They more. Don't. There oh, are more. Sorry, Americans don't. own more guns by far than the federal government. Has. Okay, we're not going to have an armed revolution. Nobody. No, no, I agree. I agree. But what I'm saying is, that's why right now they're going after guns because they yes, know so, Americans yes, I, are I armed totally to the agree. teeth. I totally agree. They. <laughs> they really mean it when they say they want a monopoly on I live part of the year in North Idaho. Well, I, I, we, we saw live Ruby Ridge. We know what it means to have a monopoly on violence. We saw the FBI murder a woman in cold blood, murder her child in cold blood. Nothing happened to the people who did that. that that's, that's a monopoly on violence. So that's a very scary situation. And I think people in the back of their minds realize that's going on. Well, now a deadly weapon is uh, a set of uh, uh, buffalo horns or whatever. So yeah, exactly. It's, it's you know, has, has anyone figured out? Is that guy out? Is he still in? I don't know. Let's find out. Who yeah. knows all the answers? I would say. He, 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 I, who, yeah, I mean, you know, he's Wait, probably. Wait, didn't you go to bar mitzvah school with him or something? Didn't he? No, I didn't go to bar mitzvah. I didn't go to bar mitzvah yeah, school yeah, with it with the guy with the guy in the horns. I went. I went with the guy with the the guy in the fur hat sat oh, behind no, me in I synagogue. That was the same as the guy with but, the horns. No, two two totally separate people. But I, I I'm actually Mark and Gary and Ben. I'm actually I think people need to hear about what libertarianism is because I don't think people know. Okay, because somebody like um, 
Rand, uh, Ron, uh, Rand Paul is very good, is very, he's very different than his father, let's just say. And people look at Ron Paul as the definition. And let's just say Ron Paul might be a few cards short of a, of a deck on some things, or he appears that way to some people and um, his isolationism and, and, and certain things. So what I want you to explain to people what your definitions of libertarianism, Ben did a beautiful job in explaining, but for the younger generation, what is it exactly? I will say Ben did did a great job of explaining uh, the concept of the monop monopoly of violence. I think that was that's very it was very well stated, and that's something that libertarians do recognize as ultimately what government is. It is basically the legal uh, the group of people that has the legal authority over what over over violence essentially over who's allowed to you know who's allowed to use violence and what amount, and they get to decide it. Uh, but you know, for me, libertarianism is essentially and I'm I'm kind of a big tent guy actually, even though I consider myself uh, very philosophically pure, but to me, I'm willing to accept anyone into the fold who ultimately tries to view uh, political philosophy and view politics through the concepts of individual rights, through the concepts of individual freedom, uh, not thinking of laws, uh, not thinking of regulations, not thinking of anything in terms of groups, uh, in terms of certain groups having certain rights. Uh, everyone should have the exact same rights. Uh, they should have the exact same rights, and those rights are, are essentially should be negative rights. The the only rights that should be stated are um, in terms of what, what the government should be able to not do. Uh, it should be what the what individuals are able to not do to each other. And if it, and if you're if you're allowed to essentially, I, I would view everything in the most simple way I could break it down would be to say every action is ultimately a right or a crime. If you have the right to do something, it means it's it's an action you're taking that is harming nobody else. And I would consider any action you can take that is not harming another person directly as a right. Uh, any crime, I would consider an action, usually by the government, as a matter of fact, in our current system, an action that is impeding the um, the right action that you might say that an individual can take. So uh, if uh, if two friends are in the park just hanging out and maybe one of them hands another one a beer, uh, maybe a park's a bad example because that's actually kind of if two friends are on their porch, let's put it that way, handing each other a beer. I don't want to get into the, the public spaces thing because it's kind of a different thing. Um, and uh, perhaps and then some third party perhaps from the government, for whatever reason, doesn't think they should be handing each other a beer. It could be a joint. It could be a needle, whatever it might be. Um, that person that is stopping that transaction or stopping that, to me, that would be the person committing the crime. And in that case, that is how the government acts in, in many, many transactions. And I was just using drugs and alcohol as one thing, but it could be anything. It could be whether it's hiring someone from a different country at a lower than agreed upon rate as as, a, as deemed appropriate. Uh, it could be just about anything. But if, if there is no a victim in a situation, then there is no crime. Uh, that That's generally my summation of uh, best I can do summing up libertarianism without taking over the remainder. Oh, they can always find My dear friend, they can always find a victim. Believe me, they can always find a victim that's true and that's what makes a lot of these things tricky well that's the that's the trickiness of all of this yeah, i mean sure. that really is the rub in all of this is that we I, I, listen i'm not for the legalization of certain things I'm, I'm truly not but i understand your guys you know you're thinking on it weed i i i and i understand what ben's saying on it there's there's no easy answer like the left wants to make the left has easy answers they really do. The left has easy answers because they wake up every day. They look outside and they say, this is what we're going to do today. There's no compass, Gary. Well, here's what I'll say. Here's my definition of, of libertarianism is your ability to exercise your own free will. That's it. 
free will has consequences. You decide. Were you listening to Rush? Were you listening yes. to Rush before this? I drink my beer out of my new swag. Um, and also, when it comes to to the legalization of drugs or that, you know, when we start discussing that, we're not looking. We're looking at the shiny object instead of the root cause. Why do Americans consume so many mind-altering illegal drugs that are hab habitual forming? Why? That's where we need to get to the root cause of why are Americans trying to escape life in some instances? Not all. Hey, I'm not saying smoking pot makes you a drug addict. It doesn't in most cases. What I'm saying, though, is we've got a dichotomy, too, of illegal drugs and then legal drugs like our hillbilly heroin, which is heroin produced by pharmaceutical companies. Totally fine. But yet I can't go smoke a doobie out in the park. I'm confused. You know what I mean? I, There's a, I, we're, 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 we're oversimplifying a more complicated issue of the root cause of the problem. Well, here, we are, here we are completely ignoring the question I asked about 45 minutes ago about Black History Month and Black contributions <laughs> to American technological progress. And I, well, we said he no, because Mark brought up the Supremes. That was a good. That That's was, that, good was a, yeah. that was a great contribution, Even right? Hendrix created that not, rock. That was not technology, but okay. I can, I can <laughs> once again, systemic racism has reached even into this show, and we're we're keeping out the contributions that these uh, wonderful people have made. But uh, if I may respectfully say so, to go back to the beginning of the show. Uh, we are going to have to somehow get really, really great candidates because even with the media shitting all over him, Ronald Reagan won big. Uh, even with the media shitting all over him, Richard Nixon won big. They eventually got him out of there by pure chicanery and lies. But a great candidate can win even against a stacked deck. Hey, look, George Bush won. I mean, I, I, I think that's that's proof positive that anybody, I mean, you take Jimmy Carter and George Bush, they're two, they're two perfect examples of anybody, only in America. Um, but, you know, again, I, I think these are really complex issues. I do think we have some senators that are willing to fight. I think Rand Paul is a changed man, as somebody brought up in the YouTube channel. I think Rand Paul more than any senator that I've seen has has really taken this this to heart. I think Rand Paul really ha and and Holly and Cotton and Cruz, um, somebody that I've changed my mind. He's great. Somebody that I've changed my mind on really feels the pain of the American people. We need a lot more senators in there right now to get to the, to that, for that to be contagious. I don't know if it is. I don't know if, if, if most of them just want, you know, want to stay in the Senate guys for another, you know, four years and just hey, it's don't a good job being, if you're rich to start with, can't do it if you're not rich to start with. If you're rich to start with being in the Senate is a lot of fun. There are 30 different parties every day. You get a staff, they, they kiss your ass. You get a car, you get drivers, you get police protection. It's, yeah, if, it if you ask for you're making this sound pretty good, to be honest. Great. I know. It's almost I like being starting a to rethink everything. That is a rich man's club. Yeah. And on that note, if you're just tuning in, to, you are listening to The World According to Ben Stein. I've been educated this hour on libertarianism. I, I Honest to God, guys, I, I wasn't, you know, it's it's one of those words that people throw around and you don't know who you, what side you guys are going for. If, if, if there's, 
you know, because if you're a conservative, you vote Republican because being a conservative doesn't mean. Sorry, we don't have a side. We pick the best candidate. We need you guys. Okay, I want to start. We need the libertarians and we need the gays. Okay, that is my that is my commitment. I will do whatever possible to get the gay community and the libertarian community on on board the conservative Trumpican train. For the gay, sorry. Any, anything for the gay community, really? I will do it. I will anything, <laughs> Judah. <laughs> go out. We can all go out in West Hollywood one night, and you can probably yeah, win some. We some live over in on your own. Blocks in West Hollywood, Judah. We'll just drop you off and pick you up a few hours later. May have to. I'm, a, I'm a 20 minute Uber right away. I'll be can I be honest with night. you guys? And I'm very upset that I didn't do this when when <laughs> Cox was running for um, for governor of the state of California. My biggest gripe was that I wanted to get T-shirts made up in West Hollywood, Cox for Cox, and <laughs> and and um, and I wanted and want and I wanted a slogan for Cox. I love Cox, and um, I, I thought Cox really missed an opportunity to get a whole voting base based on his last name. But that, that's just me and my humble opinion. Okay, well, Judy, you know, my car is parked right downstairs from our studio here. We're less than a five-minute ride from West Hollywood. There's a very nice bar there. Too bad bars are closed. Well, I guess there's outdoor. We have some outdoor dining areas. We, we the Abbey the Abbey the Abbey is outdoors. I believe it is the okay, most. Judy, and a lot of people. I know where it is. I'll take you there. A lot of people don't know this, and we all live in California, but Gary now lives in Arizona. The Abbey is actually the most successful bar, I believe, in the world pre-COVID. And uh, that's your lesson on economics for the night. Um, And if you just tuned in again, you've been listening to The World According to Ben Stein. I want to continue this discussion next Saturday night because I want to make Saturday night sort of fun night, libertarian night bringing more people into the tent. And uh, that's my, that's our Saturday night special goal is um, how do we make, yes, Ben. My mama said when a boy gets a girl, if you take a trip around the world, hey, hey, boys, yeah, boys, yeah. There we are. We're making our- Who's, who's saying that, Ben? Ben, who's saying that? Ben, who's saying that? Uh, I think the Shirelles. And uh, Black History Month, another group. Technology. Um, and on that note, Gary Collins, tell people where they can find you. The simple life now.com. Everything I do is there. It's I, I beg all everybody, go to this site. Gary is the real deal. He truly, I mean, he's he's intellectually honest. He is the real freaking deal. And we are both rush, rush devotees. Um, uh, so, so go to Gary's site, go to Gary, Gary's podcast, listen to it. You will walk out a better human. Uh, Mark Claire, I starting to listen to yours to so tell people where they could find you. I wish I had things uh, in my life as, as simple and straightforward as Gary does with just one thing, but I, I do have a little bit more. I have, of course, lionsofliberty.com. Uh, if you want to learn more about libertarian ideas, I'm always uh, engaging in conversations there. You'll be able to hear the great Ben Stein on Lions of Liberty. That's going to air Hi, March 8th. Thanks. Sorry, I beg your pardon. I'm terribly sorry, Mark. I, I thought you were finished. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, that, yeah. 
my interview that I just recently did with Ben, that's going to air on March 8th. But our patrons, we have an amazing group of a couple hundred people who fully fund our show. Uh, so they do get early access to those interviews. And that interview is getting awesome, awesome feedback so far, especially uh, every, we had a great conversation uh, for a little bit about what you did touch on today momentarily, too, uh, about President Nixon and how he was uh, screwed over with Watergate. People are loving that that part of the conversation. So look you. forward to that, uh, Lions Liberty. And then as well, uh, I also co-host another podcast along with a friend of this show, Remzo Martinez, we are the co-hosts of the Second Print Comics podcast, uh, where we nerd out each and every week about uh, comic book characters, comic book storylines, and just looking to give people a little bit of a reprieve from all the politics, from all the stress of life, uh, something people can just listen to and, and have a good time and, and enjoy. So uh, well, you can check that out. Second, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm terribly sorry. I'm terribly sorry. No, Ben, they actually want you on. They say this, say this again. Because say, what was Russia's main big song? I'm oh, sorry. Tom Sawyer, Limelight. Hey, Tom Sawyer, oh, mean, oh. mean guy. Modern Day Warrior. <laughs> no, that is, I'm sorry, was it? Mean, mean, uh, Modern Day Warrior, Mean, Mean Pride. Yeah. Um, but no, Ben's actually interested in this comic book thing. And if you could get him, to, if you could figure out a way to get him two comic books, he will love you a long time. Um, ben, what are the comic books from the 50s? I like the ones that are uh, Tales from the Crypt. And also, uh, I forget what the one, but about World War II, World War II ones. All right, Remzo and I are going to be on a mission. We're going to get you some uh, Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos. That's a good World War II uh, comic. We're going to we're going to find. And I, and I encourage everybody to listen to this stuff. Parents were born, my dear friend. I I encourage everybody to listen to this stuff because it's really interesting. It takes you away. It gives you a good escape. What comic books? what original sci-fi was meant to do and what we hope the show achieves to, you know, that's our achievement with this show is, to, is for an hour and three minutes for you to have a little peace of mind to quote Boston. And on that note, I want to thank everybody in the stream. I want to remind everybody, even if you listen to the stream and you listen to us on YouTube to please download the podcast, give us five star reviews. It means the world to us. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Gary Collins, love you. Mark Claire, beginning to like you. Ben Stein, You'll love get there. you. You'll get there. Have a great rest of your weekend, everybody. Can we, can we finish up with a, a scroll of the uh, contributions uh, of a black scientist uh, to technology, American technology? Well, I, we'll, we'll do that next show. We'll do that next show. <laughs> we'll see everybody Tuesday night.